Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. I've alluded to in the past how I use essential oils in my life to uplevel my health. They're just basically a tool in my healthcare tool belt. If you're confused about how to use essential oils and you have no idea how to incorporate them in your life, I want to provide you with my top 10 ways to use essential oils cheat sheet. So head on over to bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. That's bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. O-I-L-C-H-E-A-T-S-H-E-E-T to get your free copy now. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 87. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, I have Cassandra Bodzek. Cassandra is the best-selling author of Eat With Intention, Recipes and Meditations for a Life That Lights You Up, and the founder of the online mind-body-soul support community, Appreciate.com. Cassandra is a global meditation and wellness teacher who instructs people on how to utilize the technologies of food, meditation, and self-care to create their next level life. She has been dubbed a spiritual leader by Well and Good and is the mindful cooking show host of Eat With Intention TV, or you may know her as the happy, healthy living guru from ABC's The Taste. Cassandra speaks all over the country, works with a select group of clients one-on-one, and enjoys spending her free time on the beach in Santa Monica enjoying life. Welcome to the show, Cassandra. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, I When I first sent you the definition of what I think an alpha female is, what did you think of it and how do you find yourself as one? Well, it's so funny because when before I read the definition, when I just saw like the name alpha female, I had like a different connotation, I guess, of what I thought a, an alpha female was. And I was like, you know, I wouldn't even consider myself a super alpha female. Um, But then when I saw your definition, I really love it because, I mean, just the fact that I really believe that it, it comes from being in alignment with your authentic selves when you're really true to yourself. That's how we shine our brightest. That's, you know, you put yourself first in a way so that you can feel yourself I mean, I, I really believe that, you know, when you put yourself first and you take care of yourself and you put what matters in your heart first, then you do have more energy to do the things that you love, to be with the people that you love being with, and you can show up and shine your brightest in your life. So I love it. And I definitely relate to that where when I am listening, when I am doing all those things, um, I definitely, I feel like a really powerful woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that the the term and the definition has evolved because I was called an alpha female like back in 2009. And I don't even know like why that, that, na- that name like popped into my friend's head. 
Um, and as people kind of were like, okay, like, why do you call yourself an alpha female? I was like, good question. Let me look into this. And like, let me really define it because, um, like an alpha female is like just the head of the pack wasn't really like, it wasn't sitting well with me. Um, and so I love being able to create a positive word movement around it. And all these things are popping up in my life about masculine and feminine energy and understanding both and in terms of how to support our life. So I love that it's basically like built in to the definition um, of like, of having all this go, go, go mentality going after our goals and dreams, but knowing that if we don't honor the feminine female side of ourselves and take care of ourselves at the same time, then we won't be able to epically go after all these goals. Absolutely. It's definitely been front and center in my journey as well. So I relate. Cool. So as a best-selling author and all of these other things that you're doing, what does your work-life harmony look like? Oh, so <laughs> this you know, first of all, I live in Santa Monica. I moved from New York City to Santa Monica two years ago. And that was a major move for work-life harmony for me. Um, I love being by the beach. That is something that really helps me stay balanced and restored. And something about being... I have a very natural... I have a natural New York energy for anybody that's been in New York or knows what that means. Um I'm naturally very go, 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 go. I'll stay up to all hours doing work. Like that's the kind of, I mean, like growing up in, you know, around New York city, I feel like you just, you have a, a level of work ethic, I would say, um, that is not always as natural in every other part of the country. Um, definitely exists, but in, it's almost like a, it's, it's a baseline in New York city. It's like an ingrained <laughs> and, hustle. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Like you can't not hustle. <laughs> gotcha. But, um, and then I moved to, I really saw that it wasn't, it wasn't feeling good for me. And I would do things even, you know, when I was in New York city, I would go to yoga classes. I would go to the parks. I would really take the time to try to balance it out. But, um, I think moving to Santa Monica was really a big choice for me and that work-life balance and saying, Hey, life is about living. And I absolutely love everything I do. And I feel very blessed that I've created, um, a life and a career that lights me up genuinely. But even if you love every, every molecule of what you're doing, we all still need a beach walk sometime. We all still need to go hang out with our girlfriends. We all still need to, you know, one of my, like right now I'm really into soul cycle <laughs> and I love soul cycle because soul cycle is like an hour that I don't think about anything. You know, I love going to like an old school hip hop soul cycle class <laughs> and I listen to my old school hip hop and I'm doing my soul cycle and I'm not, I'm not thinking about a thing. Um, and I think that's so healthy. So that's kind of what it looks like for me on a really day-to-day -day basis is finding those pockets of, and really honoring, honoring what I feel called to do in that moment. Because there have been so many times where, when I was writing my book, for example, when I was writing my book, I tried to pretty, pretty much lock myself in my house and be like, okay, you just, you have this deadline, you have to get this stuff done. We're focusing on this. We're getting X amount of things done every day. And I remember I went through this period where for three days straight, 
I was fantasizing about the ocean. And it was like, I don't know, like probably like how some people think about like chocolate ice cream at certain times of the month. <laughs> right. But I kept on like thinking about the ocean. And I remember talking to a couple of my girlfriends about it being like, this is ridiculous. I have to get this book done. I can't stop thinking about just wanting to go to the ocean. And <laughs> one of my girlfriends was finally like, just go to the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Your body's intuitively telling you what it needs. <laughs> it's like, just go. Um, and it was so funny because I was so tapped into like, this has to be work mode that when I finally listened to it and I just, you know, shut the, shut the computer off, went to the ocean for an afternoon, I got the most beautiful insights, epic insights. Um, for the book and this renewed sense of creativity. And just like, I feel like the ocean for me is this great recalibrator. Um, it feels very much like my therapist. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so for me, work-life balance has a lot to do with the ocean and nature and honoring those little urges and, you know, listening to them. I love that. Um, we've had other guests on the show um, talk about their obsession with Soul Cycle. Like Lori Harder is down in California and also yeah, is obsessed. Go with me. Yeah. And I'm up in Canada and they just opened in Toronto and I had moved from Toronto to Ottawa. So I'm like, I missed the opening. <laughs> but, um, but it's, I, I love that I have so many guests that like are, are so into just making that appointment time with themselves and whether it's a spin studio or a yoga studio, like that works so well for them. So I get it. And we've also had a lot of guests um, that need that reconnecting time in nature, whether it's like going for a hike um, or going for a beach walk or being by the ocean. Like I love, um, like I'm drawn to mountains. Uh, at probably like the way that you're drawn to the ocean, like put me on the top of a mountain looking out and it's just like pure, pristine peace. So um, it's fascinating that that's such a theme. Um, and so true, like when we're alpha females pushing towards a goal, we're really good at time blocking, you know, creating our to-do list, scheduling everything out. And then you, you sit there and you're like, no, this is my time blocking time for writing. And then it's like, oh, I. I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, so it's hard as an alpha female to be like, Oh, okay. Let, let me, let me just take this time. I can come back to this writing. Like it's still going to be there tomorrow. Absolutely. So did you have like an aha moment? Um, like being in New York, like just a one moment or was just like a, was it a buildup of like, this just doesn't feel good anymore? Well, it's interesting because I, like, I actually want to share about, like, the other side of it, too, where I went through a phase where I really, I went so far away. Like, I was so disgusted with one of my, so many that I had looked up to, let's say, um, along my journey. I had this kind of, like, moment where like the curtains are removed, right? And you see someone for what they are. And I really saw how her being like the ultimate hustler <laughs> um, had really, it had like, it had kind of like sucked the juice out of her, if that makes any sense. Right? Like I looked at her life and I looked at 
her choices and, you know, where she was and stuff like that. And, you know, earlier in my career, I really looked up to her. And, you know, as I got a little bit older and a little bit more seasoned in what I was doing and a little bit more, you know, burst in the options you have, let's say, um, I really was like, I was this, I was disgusted to a certain level with her and a couple other people that I saw, but mainly her was like the most impactful on me because I had loved her so much. Um, of just really how the hustle had like taken over her life and that was her life. Right. And it was just kind of this really big aha moment of like, that's not me. And more importantly, that is not the example I want to set for women. Um, I really believe in the work-life balance. I really believe that we are here to enjoy our life. I really believe that like, if you want a family, you can absolutely have a family while killing it at your job. Like you can absolutely have, you know, all the things. Um, And I saw kind of just, just a lot of that, what I didn't want. So I I went almost off the other deep end (laughs) and took a big step back from a lot of it. I wonder if this is why I, have like two mentors in the online sphere that are very, very different. Like I love Gary V for his smart. Oh, I love Gary V. Yeah, like for his smarts and for his knowledge, but his work-life harmony does not feel good to me. So like I have a Shailene Johnson who is all about working smarter, not harder as like another like big mentor in my world. And so I totally understand you because like I couldn't be just Gary V all the time because I don't believe it's healthy to work 18 hours a day. Um, that doesn't feel good to me because I believe in leisure and he doesn't. So like, um, I, yeah, but like I would never put him on a pedestal. So I can totally understand that. Like if you've put somebody on a pedestal, cause you're like, Oh, everything they do feels good. And then you get a little bit more into their life and you're like, oh, I don't want my life to look like that. And then it's that's when comparison syndrome comes in and you're like, oh, I've got to cut ties. So I think that's what I'm hearing from you is you just like, no, I need to remove myself from emulating or looking at this all the time. Yeah. You know, it wasn't necessarily like I was emulating um, in that way. It was just kind of when you're doing like when you're doing something, um, I think it is important to like have role models and have people. I've kind of released a lot of that in the past couple of years just because I haven't found too many that really genuinely inspire me anymore. But I do think that, you know, yeah, you have to look at all the aspects. I tell people that all the time, like, you know, when you're hiring a coach, this was like one of my like biggest like (laughs) PSAs. I'm like, if you're hiring a coach and you don't like their life, then don't hire them. Because if someone is literally spending all their day setting up like a hundred funnels to try to capture your email, to try to get you into, uh, you know, a three video program so that you can, they can then sell you like a thousand dollar course and is, you know, really pushy when you're on your intro call to like tells you, you can't hang up the phone without giving me a credit card. Like this is how that person believes in running business. <laughs> and if you like that and you're down with that and that's like your style, like, you know, power to you, you know, I don't believe it's not necessarily bad and good. There's just like 
what resonates with you. And so if that's not resonating with you and like, you don't want to be like funnel queen of the year, whatever, um, then don't go with that person. (laughs) Right. Um, so I'm a big believer in that too. It's like, just like you were saying with Gary Vee and I even watched, um, I watched an interesting interview with Lily Singh. Are you familiar with her? Yes, but don't watch her stuff. Um, I don't watch her stuff. I just watched an interview with her and it was the first time I had seen her and she's kind of reminds me of the Gary Vee thing. Um, and I love Gary. I, I think Gary Vee is hilarious. Um, and I think that there is, you know, for me, I, so I, I kind of went off the deep end the other way and I was like, I'm not, I like denounced most of my hustle. Um, and just really like sat back and, you know, chilled and, and had a really leisurely, um, year or so. And then just, you know, I'd say in the past six months, I've come back into relationship with being able to have periods where I'm quote unquote hustling. I don't like that word, but like where I'm working more intensely. Um, and, and accepting that because I do believe that, you know, it's, it's a lie to say that there's not hard work involved with this stuff. You know, writing a book is hard work, you know, you know, producing content on a consistent basis that's valuable is hard work. Um, like really doing all the things that you need to, to fully show up for your community and what you want to do in the world. There are times where it is hard work. Um, but I think it's really important for us to honor at least the way I see it, um, is to honor our cycles. Right. And I think especially for women, which is why probably I think women can love Gary Vee, but maybe like you were saying, be like, I couldn't, I couldn't necessarily be as intense as Gary Vee is. Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily think we were built to be. Yeah, no, it's true. And there's a, there's a lot of women now having like honest conversations about, um, working in honor of our psych, like our, our monthly cycles, uh, of creation and rest. And it's just like, Oh, that actually like, that feels so good to hear that. <laughs> it's so important. Yeah. I won't schedule like interviews or anything like that. When I have my period, that time is like, when you have your period, that's when you're in your, I'm like, so into this when you have in your period, that's like your crone time. That's when you're so in connection with your intuition and it's so amazing because if you think about it little little sidetrack but <laughs> so many people so many people we're kind of trained from when we're a little that when we're we're on our period we get a little crazy um but the the funny thing is that the crazy quote-unquote crazy that's coming to the surface is actually really truth right like we're actually more connected to our intuition than ever during our cycle during those few days. So the things that are coming up, those like feelings that you're having are really actually connected to a very truthful place that trying to tell you something. Um, so during your period is a great time to be brainstorming, to be really connecting and being like, you know, from a business perspective, you can be like, Hmm, little check-in. Am I on the right track? Am I still inspired by this? You know, what kind of topics do I need to bring forth? What kind of things do I need to talk about? Um, and it's also definitely a time for you to consider your days. Like don't set up a ton of meetings during your period. Don't, you know, I like to think about it as like, if you think about how like the women used to go into the red tent during your period, um, you really want, like, this should be the time when you're like, 
going to, you know, maybe going to a day spa or maybe just having like more leisurely days. That's when you should allow yourself to sleep in. Um, don't schedule your, you know, I, I really try to keep my schedule as like minimum as possible and just kind of focus on tapping in and, you know, doing some like upkeep, I like writing during my period because I'm really connected. Um, but it's so important, I think, for us as women to really honor the fact that it's cyclical. We are, we're like cyclical beings. So for me, it's like when I'm really inspired about an idea or a project or something comes up, it's like a pregnancy. It's a gestation, right? You have like the conception that's a super exciting, oh my gosh, like, yay, I have this amazing idea. And then you have like your nine month period, right? Where it's growing and like maybe depending on what the project is, maybe that's shorter for your project. But during that period, that's like the highs and the lows. That's like the morning sickness, right? That's like the periods of like glowing, but also the periods of needing to just like take a rest and not be on your feet. And you kind of go through all these different stages of gestation where I think that is really, that's the, that's when maybe there is that hustle that comes in that maybe that is when those late nights come in during a certain point when you're really like, I'm birthing this, I'm birthing this, I'm birthing this. And there is that, you know, that time when you're just so ready for it to be out of you. You're like, I need this to be out of you. (laughs) I need to be out of me. I am done with this. And then after you birth it, I mean, there's definitely some elements of, you know, still having to take care of it when it's a quote unquote infant project um, and still having to like breastfeed it and still having to be there, you know, when you're like really like, okay, I got to get, you know, I got to get you going. I got to get you going on your own. <laughs> um, so I feel like when you think about it like that, it's like we go through those cycles and you're not, you're not old conception you're not always in gestation you're not always in birth you're not always in that like breastfeeding stage or whatever you want to call them in your business um and it's okay to honor that like it hey like when your business becomes like a two-year-old that can kind of walk and self-sustain and like your mom can watch it amazing like that go on vacation (laughs) right like go on vacation like chill out a little bit because don't worry you know if you're like us if you're connected if you're doing a lot of things in the world the conception is going to come before you know it. you're going to be right back there yeah I love this because it's it was so it's such a good like it was a great tangent because my next question to my guests is usually like what are you most passionate about and that was clearly that was clearly (laughs) evident so like didn't need to ask we're that in tune I didn't need to ask the question Um, but I've been tracking my period with the MyFlow app because I was diagnosed with PCOS in December, which I apparently, um, got rid of, got rid of quote unquote quite fast because my hormones are back to, um, normal. I haven't, um, I haven't gotten another ultrasound to see how the cysts are, but I feel fine. And my period is back to being regular. I'm now just dealing with painful periods. But like tracking on this app is fascinating because for somebody that isn't this in tune yet um, with working through periods, but the app basically tells me exactly what 
phase I'm in and how to support myself from brain. So like, what should I be doing from a planning standpoint or execution standpoint to what type of exercise is best for me? And then what type of food is best during that time? Like I find it fascinating. So it's perfect for somebody who's just starting to educate themselves about working and living within cycles. Um, and then there's so many different, uh, I don't want to say like experts, but women that are truly have learned how to do this and are now teaching others. Absolutely. And I really think that, you know, the start of it for anybody that's like listening and it's like, Oh my God, that sounds like such a project. How do I even begin? Um, <laughs> it totally doesn't have to be. It really, I truly believe that. I mean, so much of what I talk about is loving your body and connecting to your body's wisdom and just you making the decision to show up and pay a little more attention to that. Even if you're just like, oh, I'm going to acknowledge, even if you just started, I think that app is a great idea and it's a great like way to learn about it. Um, but even if you weren't ready for the app and you just start, like you knowing when you have your period and being conscient, conscientious of, of your schedule around those days and just really honoring it and giving it a little bit, a little bit more reverence than we tend to do because we're like, we grew up in a world where it was just like, stick a tampon in it, get on with your life, you know? <laughs> yeah. Suck it up. Don't complain. Like, do, yeah, we don't, no days off, which I I've mentioned on the show a couple of times that there's countries where you get days off if you're working full time. Um, and I'm just like North America, you are so far behind. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So moving on, it's kind of like we started talking about like nourishing yourself in different phases, but um, I love asking this question to my guests because um, it can mean anything from, you know, the food we put into our bodies to um, self-care practices. So how do you nourish yourself? Well, I mean, I feel like obviously, you know, anybody that follows me, you know, food is like really important. Um, but I think the way I nourish myself the most is honoring alone, honoring my alone time. Um, I am someone that really recharges by myself and I nourish myself and I, I fill myself up by giving myself, I take baths almost every night. <laughs> um, I love taking baths. I take Epsom salt baths with lavender and that's really nourishing to me. I just need a little bit of quiet time. I need to unwind um, before I go to bed. And I think that's probably the most nourishing thing I that's do. That's awesome. So for those that aren't familiar with how you actually feed yourself, you know, you have a book, Eat With Intention. Would you label the way you eat in any sort of manner? Um, I don't like labeling. Um, I don't believe in labeling. I think labeling disconnects us from listening. Um, and I'm a big, I'm a big listener. So I really advocate just tuning into your body and asking your body, how do I want to eat? What, what am I craving? Um, and trusting that our bodies are brilliant. Um, and so your body genuinely knows what you need and, you know, eat with intention is all about that. It's really about loving your body so you can communicate with it. And I really advocate for becoming a food detective and putting in that time, you know, the food you put in your body affects how your body runs, affects how your mind runs, um, affects how, how 
connected you are to your intuition, to your instincts, affects how focused you are for your work, um, affects everything. So I think it's, you know, something that everybody should do at some point in their life is become a food detective and really take time to investigate what works for their body. So for me, what that looks like is no dairy, no meat. Um, lots and lots of vegetables, not a lot of grains. Um, I love, you know, I'll do some gluten-free stuff, but recently, you know, we're also, we're everybody, we're constantly evolving and with our environment around us and with the different factors in our lives. Like you go through a period of intense stress, your body's nutritional needs are going to change. So paying attention to that, um, and saying, okay, like who, like right, like maybe right now I go through different phases and, you know, right now I've been on like a, a salad kick, which is not normal for me. Like I've never really been a big salad person. I'm much more like a roasted vegetables. I like, especially coming from New York, I like lots of cooked food, um, and grounding food, but just honoring where you're at right now. Like right now it's super hot in California Um, my body's getting a lot more energy from like crunchy salads (laughs) and I'm just listening to it. And that's like a super simple, you know, way to do it, but it doesn't have to be brain surgery. Um, I just think it's really about honoring, honoring that when you, you know, so much of it is disregarding all the trendy BS that's out there and really saying, okay, well, Maybe you're reading this awesome blog about paleo life or whatever. Um, And it's not to say any of these things are bad, but it's like, okay, well, if you're reading some like paleo thing and maybe the paleo thing is telling you that you should have like cauliflower rice with bacon and eggs or whatever. If you're not, if you're eating that and you're not feeling great after and you're not feeling energized after, or if you find yourself not even like super into eating it, that's a sign, you know, and if you're eating it and you're feeling like a million bucks and rock on, but just like having that conversation. There's a couple of things in here that I want to kind of like dissect. So, um, like when I ask, how do you label it? And you like no labels, love that because it's so important, um, to not feel like you're fitting yourself into a box. Um, but would you say that like, it's now a trend and like, I would say that you're an intuitive, intentional eater and that's like the label. Um, but I think labels are just so we can explain things in more ease to others. Um, but I love the fact that it's, it is so much about being a food detective and understanding what works. And funny that you mentioned paleo because I eat an autoimmune paleo diet to support my multiple sclerosis. So I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) but it's true. Like if I didn't feel well while eating this type of meal plan, then I'd be like, okay, this isn't okay. But when I, when I eat the things and I have the right energy, then I know it's working for my body. So I love that. I was like, I don't know if she knows that I'm a paleo eater. (laughs) I don't know, but you know, that's just one of the ones I see so much that people blindly follow. (laughs) Um, It's like, I mean, you can easily probably describe the way I eat as vegan, right? I don't identify with that label. Um, mostly just because I feel like we put ourselves in these boxes and then what happens is what? Like one day you put yourself in the box and now you feel like 
you're constricted by the box. Yeah. Yeah. And if you choose to, if you choose to change, then you feel like you have to answer to that change. Yeah. And there's all this pressure of like, it's wrong to like do something. And, you know, my body has willfully chosen that for like over a decade now, but I allow it to choose it every single day. It gets that opportunity to choose it. It's not a bad person if it doesn't choose it, you know? And I think that's really important in general for us being happy in our body, us feeling like, you know, it's kind of like telling if you were dating someone and being like, I love you. I I love you with blonde hair. I love you with blonde hair. Right. But then like one day if you wake up and you're like, I want to be brunette. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Brunette. Yeah. (laughs) Um, then you're like, oh, I don't know if that's okay, though. I don't know. We probably can't do that because, you know, blonde hair is where it's at, you know. And so that's why I don't really like kind of putting yourself in these groups. You know, I think it's absolutely, I you know, get recipes from these people. Read the blogs that you find connected to. But at the end of the day, you get to be your own authority. No one knows your body like you. Um, so you get to pick and choose from everything. And maybe you like to have full days where you're vegan and other days where you're drinking bulletproof coffee and having what other, and that's, guess that's awesome. Like maybe that like three days this way, two days this way or whatever it is works for your body and honor that. And that's cool. And just because it doesn't have a name yet, doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with it. In fact, if it doesn't have a name yet, it's probably better. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love that too, because food choices, food labeling um, can be so polarizing and there's so many opinions around it. So it's very difficult to have um, educated conversations with people. But when we all start having the conversation about, you know, we're all science experiments and we all have different genetic makeups. But when you, you know, when you eat something and you have solid poop afterwards instead of diarrhea, you know, it's working for you. Like, <laughs> it's just like it's having those conversations yeah. that are so much more. I love taking, talking about poop, but like it's, it's so much more important to have that type of conversation than like, no, I need to I eat this because like I am a CrossFit paleo person. And it's like, I know, but like, are you noticing symptoms in your body that aren't good? but don't make you feel good. So then like, how can you, how can you change? So, and that's a really hard, um, that's a really hard thing to like put parameters around or explain that to someone. Cause it could be years of experimenting for somebody and then they figure it out and they're like, okay, how do I teach this knowledge I now have? Yeah. Well, because, and then that's it. And that's why I think the, what, you know, to go back to what I'm really passionate about, um, as well as the cyclical living. <laughs> um, I'm really passionate in just giving people their power back and reminding people that they're their own authority. Like that's what I aim to do with every, like whether I'm giving like business coaching someone or helping them with their food choices or helping them on their spiritual path, distinguish what, you know, truths and, and beliefs are for them. It's really just about giving taking our sovereignty back, taking our power back and actually remembering that we are the guru. We, we know what's best for our unique, our unique situation. And I love, you know, Danielle Laporte, I'm going to butcher it, but she said something like, 
you know, everybody has their own dharma. They have, you don't know what someone's past life karma is or what their dharma is or what their specific, you know, magical mystery course is for this lifetime. And we all have our own different, you know, path and different journeys we're supposed to take. And it's not one size fits all. It's really, you know, in order for you to live your, my word of the year is juicy. Um, and in order for you to live your juiciest life, you have to be willing to, to listen to that voice and be willing for it to not look like what, you know, maybe what's always in popular culture and not fit into a box all the time. Um, not be able to be so like neatly labeled. Um, I, I love that. I'm going to start using juicy in sentences all the time now. <laughs> I use it all the time and it like, it disturbs people a little bit, but I love it. I'm like, that's what I want. I want a juicy life. <laughs> um, okay. I always ask my guests, what's some sort of pain point that you're currently problem solving for? And that could be how you're perceived in social media by people you interact with. It could be, you know, taking on too much, but usually there's something associated with the alpha female personality that we're usually problem solving for. Hmm. Um, I think right now I'm probably, hmm, what am I currently problem solving for? I would say I am kind of in that, in that process of problem solving, um, of finding, you know, what is the, what does my like new level of hustle look like? Um, and also, yeah, I think, you know, with the like perception stuff, it really is for me, I think one of the, I don't know if this is a pain point or whatnot, but one of the things I'm working through right now is really more than ever, not looking at what anybody else is doing. Yeah. Like just Um, putting the blinders on. Yeah. And it's so funny because I've advocated that with my clients for years. I'm always like, put the blinders on. I never have had, um, I was lucky that when I started everything I did, I didn't have any friends. I didn't know about this world. I didn't know you could have like a business. I, I, I just, I was in a completely different world and this world just happened to me. And then I started making friends in it after the fact. Um, so it was really beautiful. Cause I like created my business from a place of like kind of being, you know, feeling like I was alone in, <laughs> um, in the game. And then once I found other people, it was like, I didn't have a lot of comparison issues. Cause I was pretty, I'm very strong on like what my core tenants are and what my beliefs are and what's right or wrong and what feels good to me. Um, but then I think recently in the past like year, there's been like a surge um, of like online entrepreneurs <laughs> that really have disheartened me um, and really have made not in the way that there's like a like a great if there's like I wish that there was like a whole army of people doing what I do. Uh, we need it. Um but I feel like there's a lot of people that are really, they're online entrepreneurs. They're not teachers, if that makes sense. Um, so I see that. And that's been something that's probably a, like a massive pain point, honestly. A massive pain point where I feel like a lot of people are spending so much money and focusing on 
like I was saying before, like the Jeff Walker's program and their funnels and like doing all of these like online entrepreneurial hacks, which are great, like whatever, it's fine. But they, but they're not, but the value is that not there. The content is not there. The The intention. Yeah. The integrity is not there. They actually don't know how to teach people the things they're selling. They only know how to sell them. Um, and that breaks my heart on a daily basis when, you know, you see all these people that are like, it's so, and you know, it's like for people like me and you that have been doing this, I mean, I'm sure you get some people's emails, you see some people's Facebook ads and you can tell in five seconds if it's a lie. Yeah. And it's interesting because there's like, um, there's a statement that's going around about like, uh, you know, if you have a message to tell the world, if you have a story to tell the world, if you have a problem that you've solved in your life, uh, and you want to share it, like do it because someone needs to hear it from you. So, um, there's quite a lot of people doing that. Uh, but what it, I think it's, it boils down to intention. Like, do you, do you really intend to serve others or are you really trying to just, um, uh, create revenue? And, and that, that is always going to be very evident. And, you know, we're all going to resonate with people differently, but I can immediately, sense if someone's actually out to serve others or they're jumping on the online entrepreneurial trend. And I actually am not an online entrepreneur. Like I work full time and have side hustles. So like if I were to, if I were to ever take this full time, I would, I like, I would want to make sure I have all the right intentions and all the right, um, stuff to ever have to like take something to that level because I do this as a passion and I never want to rely on it for, for money. So, um, when I see people doing it because they've now quit their full-time job and this is, you know, this is how they need to survive, then you see this desperation and, uh, and it's very evident. Absolutely. And I mean, for me, it was totally different. Like I, I, I started making money doing this, um, really like organically, you know, I had a blog, people wanted me to coach with them. I didn't, again, like I didn't go into it, like trying to start a business. I didn't even know you could make a living doing what I do when I, started. I had no idea. Um, and so I, I, so it's been like super organic and, and I do, I agree exactly what you're saying. And I know, <laughs> I think we're probably thinking of the same person. And that was the person I was a little disheartened about. Um, Was one of the other things that I just bring up because I think this is super important. And I I work with a lot of people. I work with a lot of women one-on-one, right? They want to start heart-centered businesses. And they come to me because they, they can energetically feel that like I've done everything really in integrity and really in alignment with like how just what's good for me. Not, you know, and that's what I teach is just like, do what works for you. It's not like a one size fits all, like anything is. And this is your life. So you have to ask yourself what lights you up and like what works for you. And I think there is a lot of that kind of going around that's kind of, you know, advertising, let's say like you have a message, you have a mission and like, hell, honey, if you have a message, you have a mission and you want to do it, like absolutely do it. But it doesn't mean that you have to. It doesn't mean that there are ways to be a light worker. There are ways to be a positive influence. There are ways to be inspirational without you needing to quit your day job and start an online business. 
Um, if that's something that's calling you that you feel like really deeply about, absolutely like power to you do it. But I think what happens, and I've actually seen this in some of my one-on-one clients is that like, well, for example, like what you're doing is beautiful. It's like, I'm assuming that you enjoy your nine to five and you're also passionate about this. And so you like, that's like kind of what I call like living the juicy life, right? Where you like, you do all the things that you like. Um, and there, I truly believe that there are a lot of people that thrive in a consistent, stable work environment. (laughs) Um, there is something that's really like coming from someone that's worked for myself, like almost exclusively. There are some things that can be really alluring about having an office that you get to go to, um, having a boss or, you know, deadlines or people that are, you know, you have to be accountable to, uh, a consistent paycheck. There's absolutely nothing wrong with liking any of that. Um, and so as it does, it gets under my skin a little bit when you see online sometimes people kind of making that bad, right? Or making it be like, oh, like the online entrepreneur life is the way to go. And like, that's like this amazing thing. And I think for me, it's an amazing thing. I, I love, you know, having my life. Would I say that it's, you know, it comes with it. Each of the things comes with its own bag of like amazing and crap. Yeah. Pros and cons (laughs) on both sides. Yeah. (laughs) So they both come with that and you just have to decide like what fits you better. And there have been, you know, a lot of the people I work with, I help them, you know, develop their businesses and decide like what works for them. And there have been some people where I have actually had that conversation where I'm like, can I give you permission to enjoy having a nine to five? Can I, can I let you know that like, That's amazing if you go to work every day and you like what you do and you enjoy that steady paycheck and you enjoy the consistency, that that is absolutely fine and wonderful and great and just as cool as having your own business if that's what lights you up. Um, So another another tangent, but I thought I felt called to say it. That's cool. (laughs) And I think I... um, from like people that have reached out to me, listeners that I know, like I'm pretty sure my audience is 50-50 to corporate women with side hustles to full-fledged entrepreneurs. So I try to do like a mix of guests because I'll get um, I'll get cold called, emailed by people and they're like, I can't wait to come on your show and talk to entrepreneurs. I'm like, do you even know that I work full-time? Like just look at my profile and you'll see that I have a full-time gig. Like. <laughs> So, um, I find it fat. Those are the ones that definitely irk me. I'm like, you did no background research. (laughs) I mean, I love that. I love that. I think there's, that's so important, um, to have it and to be open about it. Right. Because what I've found in my like experience is that there are actually a lot more people than people probably know that have full-time jobs. Yeah. Most people don't know. Like I have, I have the podcast, I have my blog. I do have a network marketing business, um, as one of my side hustles. So most people think I do that full time. I'm like, no, no, I'm at a desk nine to five. And then in every spare moment of my day, I'm a really good time blocker. But like a lot of people find that fascinating. Um, 
because no, nobody needs to know what I'm doing from a, from a full-time basis. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, um, like being an alpha female and being assertive and ambitious looks like both sides of the coin and having work-life harmony, whether you structure your own day or structure your spare time outside of the nine to five is so important. And having that conversation on both sides of the coin and giving listeners tips and tricks is what fills me up. So um, I love that you've brought that up because I think it's a, it's a good conversation to have. So my last question and my favorite, because it's always so different for everybody, but will you share with our listeners, what is your definition of happiness? Mm. Oh, uh, <laughs> what is happiness? Oh, happiness. happiness. I don't know. Happiness is waking up and being present with how beautiful life is in all of its aspects. Um, yeah, I think happiness is being present. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for your energy and how you're showing up in the world. I really appreciate your time today. Of course. Thanks for having me. This is fun. For the listeners of the Alpha Female Podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice. Go do it now before changing to the next episode. And just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.